Today's episode of Tyus and Tate is brought to you by T-Mobile at T-Mobile for Business. Unconventional thinking means they see things differently so you can focus on what matters most. That's why they become the leader in 5G, number one in customer satisfaction, and a partner who includes 5G in every plan. So you get it all. Unconventional thinking from T-Mobile for Business. Open Signal Awards T-Mobile is America's fastest 5G network. 5G user experience reports July 2021. Capable device required. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require a certain plan or feature. See T-Mobile.com. For J.D. Power 2020 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. We're also brought to you by Discover, who wants to give you a message about customer service and common sense. When you have credit card questions, it's nice to have them answered by a real person. You know, someone who can actually understand your issues and work to resolve them. In other words, what you don't need is a robot. And that's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. No wonder we call it a live customer service. Discover, exceptionally common sense. On today's episode of Titus and Tate, Shaka Smart is not dead yet, Tate. Yes. Program win? Are we calling it that? Signature win. Signature win. The okay. new Al McGuire. That's what people were saying. <laughs> now, hang on a second. That's what people were saying. They're so fired up. <laughs> now, hang on a second. They're so fired up. What is this? The, the third game he's coached? The second game he's coached to Marquette? The uh, only other coach in Marquette, Marquette history to get a top 10 win in his first year, Al McGuire. <laughs> Big East stat of the day. There, there you it is. go. Uh, if you missed it, last night, mm. uh, the, the Marquette... Golden Eagles beat Illinois, the number ten team ranked, the number ten ranked team in the country. Illinois fight in Illini, mm-hmm. a very ugly game, but uh, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, Marquette won, and that's all that matters. And yes. uh, Shaka Smart again, not dead yet. He's uh, he's in the- Illinois. You have an excuse. Kofi didn't play, so yeah. you know both sides win. We're gonna talk about that, but we're also gonna talk about UCLA basketball's back to yes. UCLA basketball is very much back. Mm. In fact, they were UCLA basketball was already back, so they're somehow even more back to than they were after going to the Final Four last year. You yes. silly, silly. Paulie Pavilion is back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny Juzang, back. Tommy Hawkins Jr., Triple J, back. Here to stay. Mick Cronin memes. Like, I found myself, <laughs> as as you silly's pulling away in overtime, I find myself on on uh, whatever shitty version of Photoshop I have on my phone where I'm trying to, like, mm-hmm. edit Mick Cronin's face on various things, and then I'm staring at it, and I'm like, no, nah, that one doesn't work. Delete yeah. that one. And I, it's just good to get the ju- juices flowing again. UCLA is legitimate. They're great. They're going to be good this year. They just beat Villanova this weekend. So we're going to talk about that. A little yeah. Bit. And they also are playing Long Beach State right now in a very tight game. So yeah. we're going to also address that at some point, but we're, we're going to enjoy the spoils of gonna, UCLA basketball. We're going to monitor that situation. Uh, <laughs> another thing we're going to monitor is Drew Timmy, who may or may not have already locked up the National Player of the Year he, award in the yes. eyes of many mm-hmm. after what happened in Spokane, Washington, when Gonzaga beat the hell out of Texas. Well, I, I was good. I was about to ask you something. We'll just save it for the show. Save it for we're going to save it for the show. We're going to talk about Texas Gonzaga. <laughs> uh, great, great weekend. The weekend delivered in a, in a way that we really hoped it would. The, having these two uh, massive top five matchups, they were mm-hmm. both awesome for different reasons. We're going to talk about them. We're going to talk about Marquette beating Illinois. See what else comes up. Yes. But first, Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. All right, it is Monday evening here on the West Coast. Uh, we are watching, as we are recording this, um, UCLA, I think they just pulled ahead by 10 or so. Tate. Okay, they were, they were up like three and a half on Long Beach State, mm-hmm. which is hilarious because uh, I was ready to be shot out of a cannon for this show about how UCLA is the best team in the country. And yes. To see Pauly Pavilion back rocking and all that. We're going to, let's just save the UCLA stuff. I, I just wanted to timestamp it uh, because 
as the show this was a Lee Corso not so fast not, moment yeah, for us. Yeah, yes. yeah. But as the show goes on, we are going to monitor the situation mm-hmm. going on in Pauly Pavilion as we are recording. We haven't and, lost uh, steam, but we yeah. just we're gonna talk about the Big East Big Ten showdowns before we Let's get to it. Let's do it. The Gavit yeah. Games on our networks, by the way. Fox Fox mm, Sports One. Company men. Uh, company men. We're gonna talk about Marquette beating Illinois because this was the story of college basketball tonight, certainly. Um, and and is probably the upset of the year, I guess, so far. So the, far. The, the number 10 Illinois goes down to Marquette. <laughs> uh, I'll say it. I'll, I'll start out with the bad, which was the game was ugly as hell. The game was, was absolutely a uh, – w- it was fun to watch. It was definitely fun to watch. It was just a uh, very ugly game. It Illinois was entertaining. Was throw- yes, it yes. was very entertaining. Illinois was Bo throwing Barosky the ball. was also officiating this game, so you can imagine mm. there was – Lots, mm. lots going on in this one. So that was always fun. Illinois scored one. We'll talk about Marquette in a second, but to me, like I was just pulling my hair out. This was more <laughs> Marquette fans hate us, don't they? <laughs> they do. They they want us to talk about Marquette, and immediately we're like, "What's wrong about, with Illinois?" About what's wrong with Illinois? <laughs> <laughs> I think they hate us because that uh, that one year. I was leading the charge that Miles Powell is better than Marcus Howard. Mm. And, um, yeah, both, it, was a, it was a Marcus Howard. It was a we Marcus were saying Howard. that he was a gunner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't impacting the game. He was actually taking shots away from his teammates. Meanwhile, like every other gunner that's existed <laughs> in college basketball, we, we love. We love. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Juzang, we're just going to, like, yeah, yeah we're going to so kiss his us. ass for this, 20 We're going to tap hours. our chest. Uh, but anyway, in all, in all seriousness, Illinois kind of was the story, number one, because uh, Kofi Cormer didn't play. So it was interesting to see. How much would he have affected the game, cool. not affected the game? I'm going to imagine that he would have had some sort of effect on the game positively yes. for Illinois. Well, if you're Illinois, but, you hope so. You talk yourself into that. But uh, the real reason I want to talk about Illinois is because I was screaming at my television that Brad Underwood did not call a timeout at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. I have no idea why he didn't call a timeout. Um, I'm not a guy who says you definitely call a timeout in those situations or definitely don't. Roy Williams, your guy, your mm-hmm. your your coach, your your ball coach for the for the rest of your <laughs> forever. life forever. Um, he doesn't call timeouts in those situations. Mm-hmm. I understand why you, you got to trust your team. I understand why you also trust you don't want to you know let the other coach draw up a defensive strategy. But when Andre Corbello has the ball, Tate, he is four <laughs> for eighteen in this game. He had a really really he tough has game. six turnovers, seven turnovers, whatever it is. They had twenty six as a team, so he, he Ill- contributed a lot. Illinois has scored one point in the final five and a half six minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. And Curbelo got a lot of shots. <laughs> yeah, got a lot of shots. And Curbelo has the ball, and there's like fifteen <laughs> seconds left. After watching what had transpired up to that point, why in God's name, mm-hmm. if you're Brad Underwood, would you believe that your team could now figure it out on their own? After everything that you've seen for the last 10 minutes of play, why are you now like... And the possession before that, Trent Frazier was bringing the ball up, and I love Trent Frazier, you know? That, that's the kiss of death. That's the kiss of death. Anytime Tate says, and I love... That's the kiss of he death. He gets ripped at midcourt, and that is the go-ahead basket. Yeah. That was an and one, missed the free throw, so they only go up one point. But that literally had just happened, right? Yeah. That was the possession yes. before. So if anything, yes. that just happened. You say, look, yes. we're not even sure-handed bringing the ball up the court. We definitely need a timeout, but... I, I don't know. I don't know. So, I mean, so you're, you're the Illinois guy. You're the one that loves Illinois. Explain to I me. I love redacted. What is yeah. what is yeah? What is Brad Underwood thinking in this moment? As <laughs> Illinois, that that was the worst game Cabello's ever played. I, absolutely, I agree with that. And First, he's like, wh- wh- why why not call a timeout and just be like, guys, fellas, you haven't been able to figure this out on your own. So uh, mm-hmm. here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna drop the play. We're gonna try it this way and see what happens. I think it's a lesson to be learned. I'm hoping that was what Brad Brad. We know we know coaches do this. College coaches they like to see their players either sink or swim. And I think he was not going to to throw them a raft right now. You know what I mean? This early in the uh-huh. season, he wanted them maybe to be humbled in this game. 
So and the most I, that, that's the only thing I can take away. The from most this. important thing to Brad Underwood wasn't winning or losing. It was going into the locker room and being able to point to Cabello and say, I trusted you. Yes. And I will continue and to trust you. You're will, my guy. You're my guy. I will go down with the ship. Win or lose. Win or lose. You're my yes. guy. But and tonight it's a loss. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just for the record. Yeah. I would I, if I was if I was Brad and I was saying that to Cabello, I would be sure to add that on the end. I'd be like, no. win or lose, I'm going with you. But just 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 so you know, tonight was a loss because he, of you. He is the <laughs> violinist on the Titanic and he's playing happy music as everything is going wrong. You know what I mean? That's what Brad Underwood's trying to do. He's trying to keep these guys positive. Mm -hmm. He's saying next time we figure this out. And they do have the built-in excuse of Kofi Coburn being over on the bench. Yeah. So I think that plays a part into this. So but Corbello so hold being on, hold off on, the ball was, was strange, but they couldn't even trust him with the ball. Are you saying, are you saying, when you say build an excuse, are you, are you building the manufactured <laughs> adversity narrative here? I, are building, you saying that, that Brad Underwood what, didn't call timeout because here's what I'm taking, doing. it was a strategic loss? Is that what you're saying? Later in the season, when the committee's looking at the resume uh -huh. of the fight in Illini, one, it's going to help Marquette's resume. It counts it, for Marquette, it but count, it doesn't count for Illinois. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And that's how it's going to work. Uh, Shock is going to get the top 10 win boost. Illinois is going to get the Kofi didn't play in this. So they yeah. were a different team then. And they'll be okay. Great call. Uh, this Marquette team, how much do you believe in them moving forward based on tonight? Because uh, I, I don't know if I, again, very ugly game. Um, what? So I, I, I think in the Big East, right, believe in is they can be the number two team in the Big East, right? That, that's the that's the fight. That's the fight that yeah. we're going for. Number two. If we're, if we're going to pencil in Villanova, which I think they look like a Final Four contender. Villanova's number one. They yes. always are. So um, Marquette, is, are they really in that race for number two? I, thought, I think so. I thought going into the I'll season, yes. Xavier was going to be the second best team. They mm -hmm. have looked a little shaky. They're going to beat the snot out of Ohio State this week. Ooh. I promise you that. That's you a told me 99%. I'm 99% sure Ohio State's losing You're that giving game. me the Charles. Yes. Broccoli guarantee. It is that is that is I I that is not even me being a pessimist about my alma mater. Xavier's gonna beat the shit out of us. Look great State. against yeah. Bowling Green tonight, by the way. Yeah, the Buckeyes did. Yeah. yeah, that was great. It's gonna be short lived because Xavier's gonna <laughs> beat our brains in. Um I thought Xavier, but but Xavier's been a little rocky to start the season. Mm -hmm. They haven't looked awesome. Uh St. John's is in the mix, yeah. I think. Jim's uh Johnny's or our, our guy Jim loves the Johnny's and the Johnny's uh, are playing the Johnny's are in the mix. They're playing Indiana. The Hoosiers. I know yeah. they're playing the Hoosiers. Uh Yukon Mike Woodson against the New York team. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. Uh Yukon is certainly in that mix too. Yes. Um I think Seton Hall sneakily. Seton Hall in sneakily in the mix. Yeah. Providence as well, by the Look way. Good. Providence beat Wisconsin tonight. One at Wisconsin. And two, people forget they beat Purdue in the scrimmage. Yes. Providence, I, I think all every player on the floor fouled. I had like the secret scrimmage. Yeah, yeah. It's still in the back of your mind. That's good. I'm, like, I'm never going to forget that all season. If every time Purdue loses a game, I'm going to come into the show and be like, "You remember that Providence? We well, knew this was coming, Tate. The writing was on the wall when they lost to Providence. It was Providence. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like that. That is that is where we find ourselves in the Big East. It's obviously Villanova. Then there's a whole mix of other teams where that in Georgetown, we should say, not included in that mix. No. Uh, losing to Dartmouth to open the season. Get Georgetown. Remember Shout out to the Ivy League, though. The Ivy League, they did not play last year, yeah. and they have come out hot. Like, all their teams are coming out, and they're trying to make a message. So, I like that. There, there you go. Well, Dartmouth. Brown. Beyond Princeton. The, yeah. Oh, oh, I see what you're doing. You're, you're just Brown saying, you're great. Brown look <laughs> Brown look great. There's something to the Ivy League as a whole. The Ivy League's better than people think, because Brown gave From Carolina a good game. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Marquette, why not? They could be in that mix. Daryl yeah. Morcel is... Uh, he could, that's what I'm saying. He could be my first God. team, you know, all yes. Big East. He could be in the He'd conversation. He'd be Big East player of the year, exactly. dude. For real. 21 yeah. points in this game. He's the best. He's minutes. the best defender in the league. He he yep. is 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 going to be Marquette's best scorer. And still wild that Maryland let him go. You know? I As I watch him on Marquette, it still shocks me. And it's wild that, like, there's no explanation as to why or how. 
Like the X. Other than he was kind of was out of the rotation. Yeah. yeah. But how are you out of the rotation <laughs> when you're the face of the team? You are the guy. Yeah. I mean, people could say that about Garrison Brooks, you know, at Carolina. He was the face, but then he was kind of out of the rotation. So he moves on. That's true. I don't like it. But also, Morcel obviously played. He was the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year. So yeah. he obviously was comfortable playing Illinois, too. So I He's 5-1 now against Illinois. Yeah. 5-1 so. and one in his career against yeah. Illinois. So that was a that was a factor in this game as well. Yeah. He knew those guys well. I mean, <laughs> exactly. it just showed, oh, my God, Illinois was horrendous. Just, are you worried about Illinois? I'm a forward? little bit worried. Like I, I know Kofi didn't play, but uh, still, just the way the guard, like you you would expect... Curbelo, Curbelo to me has always been steady. Be, yeah, that's what I mean. He does not look steady right now. Mm. And I don't know if it's because he doesn't have, you know, the Kofi one-two punch, you know, the pick and mm -hmm. roll offense with Kofi. But he, I mean, him playing shooting guard also, playing off the ball was a disaster. So do, uh, um, if you're Brad Underwood, are you calling timeout? Yes. Oh, uh, you, th you think it's a lesson? You think, so you think Brad Underwood's like not that upset with what transpired? No. That? All right. Shaka Smart is very excited. This about was great for us. This is great for the show. This is great for college basketball because Shaka Smart, just like Brad Stevens, for whatever reason, the American audience, the, the casual college basketball fan, they know Shaka Smart. Yeah. They remember the VCU runs, and they're always interested when you bring up his name. You know what I mean? I, I can already see in my mind, PTI tomorrow, Mike Wilbon is going to be going crazy about Shaka. How does that happen? Win. How does that happen, do you it, think? Like, it's, why, hard why is to, it? it's hard to infiltrate the zeitgeist. But they got in. Why Why do people remember Shaka Smart, but like Andy Enfield is the head coach at USC <laughs> and had the, the guy who's going to win Rookie of the Year this year was a star player last year, and they mm. go to the Elite Eight, and Andy Enfield is, by most measures, doing a great job at USC. And he became famous for taking Florida Gulf Coast as a 15 seed to the Sweet 16 for the first time ever. And I feel like not a lot of people know who Andy is. Yeah, or, like, or like Jim Laranega, right? I mean, he takes yeah, Doris right. Mason to the final right, four. Right. And now he's coaching Miami and everyone's like, that guy's still like, around? Yeah. They know Wait, his that son. Was the guy they know Jim yeah, Laranega. Yeah, right. They're like, he is a dad? Like, and then yes. Shaka, Shaka has won. That, that's the only Sweet 16 he's ever been to in his entire career. Yeah. Was the final four year in 2011. Mm -hmm. And he's, he's Ten very. years ago. He's like very famous to, to just the average American sports fan. Yes. Like, it's weird how that happened. I think that he just got coronated as the next guy. So everybody's just been, it's kind of like Lane Giffen a little bit, you know? Yeah. Like everyone's kind of waiting for him to to have this great success or kind of to, to figure it out. And he gets all these opportunities and they just keep coming up. Like Chaka, if it doesn't work out at Marquette, he's going to get another job. He'll yeah. probably get like the Georgetown job. Or the Maryland, you know uh -huh. what I mean? He's always going to get always gonna another get. shot. You can talk yourself into shot. Because in 2011, he went to the Final Four. Exactly. Yeah. And now and he's the next Al McGuire, and, I heard someone let, say. Let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, that's what people are saying. And let's be honest, his last name is Smart. So you talk yourself into true. it. That is You're true. Like, and he reinvented himself with the hair. <laughs> exactly. The hair looks awesome. The hair, it feels like a, 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 a brand new guy is, yeah. is out there coaching. He's, it's, it's, it's the he's equivalent different. of Joe Harris getting the big arm tattoo and just like. I'm and a, the man can I, recruit. Yeah. You know, at mm -hmm. the end of the day, Shaka Smart's going to get five stars. Especially so you feel good. School. You feel Marquette's in a healthy situation right now. Oh, me. I mean, this man was slapping the floor. I saw that. Come on. Slap the floor. Yeah, then he started sliding down the side. <laughs> He's like doing defensive <laughs> slide drills. Slides. And this is uh, the right where Wojo was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wojo was just right there. And he's like, I'll be, I'll, I'll go harder I'll out than Wojo. Wojo. Yeah. yeah. I'll out Wojo Wojo. Yes. How about that? So if you're a Golden Eagle, you're excited. Do we have an update on UCLA here? Let me, let me check the score here because I'm ready to pivot to UCLA talk. They're oh, up 10. Nice. All right. They're going to win. They're going to win. We're fine. All right. All right. Initiate the UCLA love. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> Pac-12 update. Pac-12 Initiate the UCLA love. Let's, uh, let's talk about UCLA Villanova, which yep. was the game of the weekend. Um, the game of the year. 
The, mm. uh, this felt like a Final Four matchup to you, an Elite Eight matchup. <laughs> what did this feel like to you? The, is this the first first Final Four game or the second Final Four game? You know what's funny? Uh, you know, we joke about that all the time. Like, what does it feel like? You know, what, <laughs> what, is, what is the level of this game? And I almost did it. I almost did it myself. You know, I'm watching this game and it's going down to the wire. <laughs> and I'm like, man, this this feels like it's going to be the Final Four like game. A- and I'm like, I am, <laughs> I am who I am laughing at now. I, I've gotten into this you know, whole thing, but Villanova, even though they're one and two right now, right? They they looked the part of a final four contender. They have the right pieces, but UCLA answered the bell. And I think that was the big question going into the season. You know, we got the NCAA yeah. tournament run, but we never saw them really do it in the regular season before. Can they handle the hype? Can they deliver for, to this crowd that's chomping at the bit? For a, for a team that brought back a lot of guys we all know, and for a team no that we saw a lot of, yeah, there were an alarming <laughs> amount of question marks about UCLA coming into the season. And uh, I, I wouldn't say that every question was answered by one game against Villanova, mm. but I feel better about it, Tate. Absolutely. I feel better about believing in UCLA because, as a, as a reminder, I was, I was wishy-washy, but then I finally settled in. I'm buying the hype. I'm back in. Uh, I will say, Pauly Pavilion. It 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 didn't sound that loud because I think ESPN just turned down their microphones a lot. They turned. Yeah. They've like messed with the mixing where the the rims are loud as shit, aren't they? Yeah, they like have microphones hear, on yeah, the rims. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> they, they've done that with the uh, uprights on football. Those uh-huh. doinks. Like I, I think the Bears, the double doink, like really changed. More doinks. Yeah, we need more doinks. America loves doinks. <laughs> I think they're doing that to the rims now too. Um, and then they turned down the crowd noise. But Pauly looked like it was it was rocking. Pauly looked legitimately like it was rocking, which is hilarious because it looks like there's nobody there for a long reach. Well, you know what I mean. You pick it. You pick your battles. And I think Jay Billis. I mean, he kind of captured the moment. He said this was the loudest he's ever seen yeah. Pauly Pavilion. A guy that you know we've been around Pauly a lot. He's Jay from Bill- Southern California too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. he. He knows. he knows the drill and the uh-huh. fact that he was reacting that way and saying this was a moment for UCLA basketball. And I was on the East Coast. I was watching mm-hmm. this game at 1130 at a bar. And I told you this. I mean, you know, not that many people you would think, you know, care about UCLA basketball. But by halftime, Johnny hits that shot going into halftime. Mm-hmm. You know, the casual fans in the bar, they're, they're perked up. Second half, Johnny gets hot. Everyone's invested. Everyone's watching this game. And I'm thinking to myself, UCLA can capture the people this year. You know what I mean? We in UCLA's America's team. They're America. They might be America's wow. team, you know, because will, they're flashy and Hame and Johnny are might be the best duo we've seen in, in, a, in a long time. Maybe since the trio of Virginia guys, you know, as far as likability. And they have yeah. four primary ball handlers, Jules Bernard, Tiger Campbell, and then Hame and J- and Johnny. Yeah. I mean, that who else has that? And then you got Cody Riley coming back. You got two real bigs. You got Clark coming off the bench, yeah. defensive weapon. You got our five-star Peyton Watson. I like what I see, dude. They they are very. I will give you this. Uh, I don't know how likable the rest. I I certainly love. I think I love. I, think I love likable. I, I love all this those was guys. The test. Yeah. This was a litmus test. Um, they're certainly very likable to me. I don't know if the rest of it. I I don't know if I wouldn't go so far as to say they're America's team yet. They're climbing, especially the when you're the you're in Los Angeles. And they're somehow you have still more the titles. I know that's what's so weird. How do that's they position themselves? It. They're the number two team in the country, but it feels they've like- won eleven national titles. <laughs> they're in the second largest city in this country, <laughs> but they're underdogs. <laughs> they're underdogs. I love it. Like man, we're really rooting for those guys. Um, I give credit to Hame. I, I, w- I will give you this. UCLA is definitely uh, in this young season so far, and what little <laughs> games I've seen so far. Um, they feel like they're going to be the most fun team this year. Yes. Win, or, win, lose, otherwise. If, yes. if you're looking for a team to just like 
they're on television. I just need a college basketball game to watch. Which team should I watch? It's UCLA, is it not? Mm -hmm. That's the team. Absolutely. I mean, Gonzaga is probably, they play next week, one versus two next week. Um, I think Gonzaga is going to win. I think Gonzaga is a better team. We're going to talk about Gonzaga in a little bit. Uh, but I think UCLA is more fun. I think yeah. UCLA is more likable because UCLA play like the style of basketball they're playing. They, they, it's like an in, like the way they attack Villanova. It, it was so fast. Well, the thing that was fascinating to me was Villanova looks to pass. UCLA was looking to score yes. at all times. So Villanova plays a beautiful brand of basketball mm -hmm. and they're trying to find open guys and, and they penetrate, they back people down and, yeah. and dribble drive, you know, dribble drive, offense, back cuts. Yeah, all that. So fun to watch. Yep. UCLA does kind of the opposite where they're like, <laughs> let's figure out the matchup and then yeah. just go and, and just go the and attack the matchup. Go. And it's very NBA oriented. And I usually hate, NBA everything mm -hmm. that every every NBA influence on college basketball I usually hate, um, but there's something fun about it because like Juzang Juzang's a great example. This guy, the, 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 Marquette fans, turn the podcast off. We already talked about your team. You don't <laughs> want to hear me talk about this because I'm going to contradict myself about Marcus Howard. Juzang being a gunner is just so fun, dude. Like he yeah. was one for what nine? Yeah, to eight start to game. start the game, and you could see and, it. And then he, but we all knew it was going to come. Like you know, like we were all waiting for Johnny to get hot. You know, and that's kind of he the doesn't fun stop part. shooting. Yeah, exactly. And he'll shoot with his heel on the three-point line he'll mm -hmm. shoot coming off it he'll, he'll jump into guys and throw floaters like he just he he knows it he 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 falls into the gambler's fallacy that brad underwood fell into where everything if, if things go wrong enough eventually they're gonna go right yes. and that's what brad underwood thought tonight too he's like we've screwed up 30 possessions <laughs> in a row work this time. it's gonna work this time yeah that's how johnny approaches basketball he's like i missed i've missed the last eight shots which means this one's definitely going in and there's there's a fine line between that. I get like that's what makes UCLA interesting and so fun to watch is because I think there are going to be games they're going to lose this year that they have no business losing, because there's a fine line tape between like finding the matchup and exploiting it and saying like Hame you got the worst defender on you now you go 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 yeah. take him take him take him and that's kind of how they were playing against Villanova. Uh, there's a fine line between that and my turn basketball, which mm -hmm. is just like guys are like you shot the last four give it to me I know it's my turn to go. Um, and I feel like they're 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 still a candidate to yeah. dip into the, those waters. The one and I'm a little thing, worried about the that. The one but thing whatever. that I think that they have to make sure that they don't fall into the trap of, which is letting Johnny Juzang breathe, be the primary ball handler that brings the ball up. Yeah, that is not who Johnny is. And I know that's what be. every NBA yeah. scout, and that's probably what people are telling him. He needs to, you know, yeah. bring that aspect of his game. And and but Hame and Tiger Campbell are the two guys that have to be the primary ball handlers. And Hame, you mentioned the NBA game. Here's a comp for you. Jaime reminds me of Jimmy Butler, specifically Jimmy mm. Butler in the bubble. You know what I mean? Mm. With the way that he can get into the mid range and the mid post, mm. and that is where he can thrive. And then he kind of controls the tempo. You know what I mean? I love the way that he plays basketball. And Johnny, he can be the steady, the steady kind of like get everyone in the set, set things up, and then Johnny can get hot in his own time. You know Johnny's what I mean? Kobe. Johnny like he really thinks he's Kobe. Too. You know what I mean? He yeah. doesn't have the pressure of like getting everything set up. Tiger can do that. Hame can do that. Jules yeah. Bernard can yeah. do that. Yeah. And I think that's what's so fascinating about this team because it lets Johnny be Johnny. Yeah. And that's what America wants to see. That's what I Let want Johnny to see. Let Johnny be Johnny. Let Johnny be Johnny. <laughs> that's what we want. Hawkins is so good. Dude. He's so good. He's so t Tiger Campbell played really well too. He's, That's another guy that like he's got the confidence. I finally. think his name and his hair and he was a five star and he came yeah. to UCLA. Like Iowa all kid. of that made me not necessarily cheer against him, but I was like, all right, let me see. Like, all right, let, let's see what yeah. you got here. And uh, I wouldn't say he's been a disappointment in his career, not even close to that. But it was like I remember when he first started at UCLA. It was like uh, this. I don't know. I mean, like he's not that. Not, yeah, it's not like I, I wish I could talk myself into be being more excited and he had about injuries him. early on. Yeah, he just and kind of was like, floundering right. a little bit. And I, you yeah. kind of want to put him off to the side. And he, 
reminded me against Villanova that he's very good. He's going to be awesome for this team this year. He's the third guy, maybe. Yeah. Maybe and when we get to the tournament, you have to have that point guard who can set everything up. And yeah. Tiger is probably, if not the best, you, he's in the conversation of one of the best of like pure point guard. Yeah. Here's how we have to get everything set up. And here's how we have to run things in a, in a half court situation. They're up 15. We're, we're fine. We're can I ask fine. you this? So is like, there anything about Villanova in this game that you took away? Because uh, at the start of the game, I'm saying to myself, I mean, obviously it goes to overtime, so not much really changed, but Gillespie looked great. You know, Jermaine Samuels looked great. Slater is a lot of energy. I think he's kind of their yeah. X factor. Yeah. Quote X unquote, factor as we guy. always say. Justin Moore made some tough shots. Yeah. Um, Villanova, I, I came away more impressive Villanova than I was heading into the season. Exactly. To be with you. That's how because I Because Villanova last Somehow year. Somehow both teams won in the yeah, PR yeah. of this. Yeah. Yes. And I think if you're a Villanova fan, you're telling yourself and you're telling everybody on Twitter, by the way, uh, <laughs> that the refs screwed you too. Like they're, yes. they're the ref. I mean, you know, it was a UCLA crowd. UCLA, it was home cooking. Yeah, but cooking, they deserve you know, that. They were blue blood. I mean, how how yeah, often right, is Polly right, Pavilion right, actually right, an advantage right, that's for true, UCLA? That's true. <laughs> like, give them that's something. True. Um, but no, villain, villain. My concern with Villanova coming into the year was defense. My concern was like just general toughness, just to be like you know a cliche commentator. Slater's just, tough. Just to say like. You know, like Villanova plays a very beautiful brand of basketball offensively, but mm. with, with Jeremiah Robinson and Earl last year and Gillette, like all those guys, they could score the basketball. Tate, it was just like, can they can they get physical and get tough and and mm. when grind out games like all that kind of stuff? Um, and that's what this was. This was this was sort of a rock fight. Like Mick Cronin was trying his best to turn this into a classic Mick Cronin like. 2000 circa 2012 at Cincinnati no, basketball game. That he was wanted that. Yeah, yes. he, he definitely wanted that. But there was too much offensive talent on the floor to let that happen ultimately. Um, but Villanova did get like pulled into like a sort of physical type yeah. game and they held their own and they showed me that they're they're every bit as good as UCLA is, even though they lost. And I don't know. So but, I, but, I, I believe in Villanova. But that's why, sure. you know, we joked about it. It looks like a Final Four game because they had to play championship basketball, which is physical. Right. You have to make good right. decisions. Like every possession matters is all the cliches that you imagine in basketball. But that's actually what was happening so in this game. You're calling it a Final Four game. It was a Final not Four a, game. Not a national title preview. I think you don't uh, want to go that far. That's that's what Wilbon said. He said it felt like the mm. national title game preview, which, you know, there have been times <sighs> where you do feel that in the season where you're like, this is like when Illinois played Carolina, you're like these 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 two are going to see each other again. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mark that um, 2012 Kentucky Carolina early in the season. John that Hinton felt like a national Anthony. title yeah, preview. That was like, oh, wow, this is going to be yeah, a national title game. Um, uh, so I don't know if I got that feeling. I got a final four feeling. I can't go. We that played far. in 07. We played Florida at Florida, too. Yeah, that was a national title. Yeah. Then we got our asses kicked, dude. So I think I think people thought it might be nice, and then we got our asses kicked. And they're like, all right, never mind. Ohio State. Well, also they were a pro team, so it didn't count. That's not fair, dude. I can't believe they brought everyone <laughs> back. That's so stupid. Uh, what what else was I gonna say about a? Uh, Can we just say Mick Cronin comes out in an Italian, like perfectly tailored suit? Yeah. And Jay Wright comes out in just like a white Villanova pullover. Yeah. And quarter was zip was it? It was, it was a, a quarter, quarter zip. zip? Yeah. yeah, but yeah. talk about power moves, Mick yeah. Cronin. Mick Cronin knows. I mean, it. that yeah. was yeah. He got Jay Wright. I mean, I don't know how that all went down. I'm sure there was some back channeling that went on where I think Mick probably how said do, he's not wearing a suit, but he showed up in a suit, and I think it got Jay Wright shook. How do we feel that 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 uh, that gives you confidence in Mick? Because I was going to ask you, how do we feel about Mick in all of this? Like Mick Cronin is in a unique position here now. Like he he he. We, we love him on this program. Obviously, I've always loved. Him. I've loved to hire from day one. That the, the you, UCLA. Yes, you were literally. I was the one guy in the alarm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. 
Mick is now in a position that is unfamiliar to him, which is he is uh, like the, the, eye, the eyes of the college basketball world are on, yeah. on his team, on him. We're, we're watching him. Do you think th- what you've seen so far, is he instilling confidence in you? He not only do I have confidence, I think that Mick Cronin and I and I and this is going to be crazy. I never thought I would say this. He kind of like there's two coaches that I have faith in and making adjustments in game. Yeah. At, at both levels of basketball that I'm like, they're like the best at it right now. Mick Cronin in college, uh-huh. in-game adjustments uh-huh. from defensively uh-huh. making adjustments. Go on. Substitutions I'm almost there. And then in, in the NBA, it's Ty Lue. Like that, that is like, like in-game adjustments, getting the matchups that you want. And I know that that may sound crazy, but that's what I have faith in with Mick Cronin. Like he can, in the game, make the right adjustment. He can coach. Guy can coach in game. He's coaching him up. He's coaching him up. He's not doing what we saw Brad Underwood do tonight, which was kind of like yeah. laissez-faire, yeah. you know, hands-off approach. Mick Cronin yeah. is making decisions in game that are vital, and he is playing chess, and it's fun to watch. And Ty Lue you know what I love? Well. You know what I love about him is that he plays the recruiting. Game. He's killing it recruiting. Yes, obviously. Well, we, we, he's not. I mean, no, he is. No, I'm saying, but like he he's he's doing what you got to do. Compton Magic. Get but this is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, like, yeah. W- w- watch what I'm going to say here, Tate. He's playing the the Compton Magic game where uh-huh. he's scratching, he's itching all the right backs here yes. in Los Angeles, and and dropping <laughs> the bags where they need to be dropped, and and dapping up the right people and all that. But then he's also AKA you, Drake. Yeah, yes, he's, he's killing it recruiting. Uh, but then he's also you get a five star Peyton Watson who committed on the show. He's he's yep. he's a uh, friend of the program, Peyton Watson. People forget came people on forget. our show to to yeah. announce his. Um, <laughs> You get Peyton Watson on your team. Uh, he, he He's going to be a very important piece to this team moving yes. forward. You throw him in the game against Villanova, and Mick Cronin has the 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 wherewithal to to notice the situation. Peyton tries to do a little bit too much out of yeah. the gate. Pulls him, doesn't put his ass back in the game. Because at the end of the day, Mick Cronin is still Mick Cronin. He's still the, 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 the coach from Cincinnati that we all know and love that used to chest Ted Valentine and yell at him and yell at his players and all that kind of stuff. And I love that dichotomy. I love that he's willing to play the game to get the guys there. But then once he gets them there... He's like, you got to earn your spot. You got to, like, you can't, you, not against Villanova, not when the whole, the college basketball world was watching us. You can't go out there and dribble off your foot and, and all that. This is not the game for you. Go sit your ass yeah, on the Yeah, we're not we'll here for highlights. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Not tonight. Yeah. But we want you to have those highlights. And eventually you're going to yes. get to the point where you're our Johnny Juzang mm-hmm. and you know that this is, you mm-hmm. have the ultimate green light, but you're not there right now. That's coaching. You know what I mean? And in the world where the AAUification <laughs> of everything, man, Mick Cronin, he figured it out. He figured it out. I'm excited. I really was. It felt like a, uh, I, I'm going to call it a uh, a third place game. Remember when they used to have the third mm-hmm. place game and then say turn? That's, that's what this a, felt that, like. That is exactly me. what it felt this like. This felt like a third place game yeah. where both teams lost in the final four to moral victories. Yeah, like very tough losses. Mm-hmm. But then they play. <laughs> this is a third game, yeah. third place game preview. Um, watching it on the East Coast, last thing about this game, uh, it tips off at 11 30 Eastern, as you said. I saw many people complaining about that. So many complaints. Uh, you you experienced it as an East mm-hmm. Coaster. They they should just get over it, right? Like this was this I mean, was, it was fine. It was fine. I've watched so many Steph Curry Warriors games starting at ten thirty in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. On the East Coast, that eleven thirty didn't feel that far fetched. And uh, you know, if, obviously there were games before that, so I came straight from the arena, went straight to the bar. The game is on, and it was like perfect timing. And you know, bars close at two two a.m. So the game basically wrapped up as bars were closed. Oh, that works out well. Yeah, yeah, it was it was actually yeah. pretty pivotal. And then from the West Coast side of it, finally, 
We get the TV right, that's what to I was, respect like, us. Th- yeah. this, this is what blew my mind. It was like people have been clamoring for Pauly Pavilion to matter again for for, for, <laughs> for UCLA fans ways. to show up, all that yeah. kind of stuff. But then you also want the, the games to tip off at like 4.30 p.m. <laughs> yeah. local time. Yeah. You can't have it both ways. No. This is what it takes. If that's what it takes to get Pauly rocking. And, and like I said on the show on Friday leading into the game, um, it, I like you 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 want to make the argument that UCLA needs as many eyeballs as possible. West Coast basketball needs as many eyeballs <laughs> as possible to like really have a real resurgence and get yeah. the whole country talking about you. You know, like it's important that they tip off at at four east or, or seven eastern, four Pacific, so that way everybody can watch. Once upon a time, once upon a time, that's true. But I think we're in a position now where UCLA beating Villanova, even if people went to bed, you wake up, you see UCLA beat Villanova. Yes. That resonates. That matters, and yes. that has everyone's attention. And you know, if you want to get the the youth to be, you know, it's basically like late night television, right? For the people on the East Coast. That's so, true. Yeah. I mean, and if Bill Walton's on a call at 11 o'clock, oh 12 God. o'clock, and he's, you know, getting out there and acting wonky and talking about, you know, solar power and why it's important <laughs> that we have solar power and, you know, you can't get rid of solar energy. And if you get, you're like, what is going on? But it's Pac-12 after dark and it's good TV. What a... I, I lied. I had one more thought. Um, Villanova six deep. Are you concerned about that? They, only, they basically only played six guys. Yeah, Chris Archie I think Archie Diakono is going to start playing more. He played like seven minutes yeah, in this game. Yeah, he's kind of the other. Does one. that worry you in general? No, if, if, that there's Jay Wright trying to win deep. a title, and at the end of the day, they're going to have a seven man ro- rotation when they go for the title. So he's just trying. He's They'll already fine. I, yeah. I, that's why, you know, we're joking about it being a Final Four game, but it was like that. That's how you couldn't play Peyton Watson and risk him that's a good losing point. Yeah. possessions. Like, you 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 had to play your and guys. And I will say, that, that that's a tally in, in the column for college basketball over the NBA, by the way. Because yes. if this is an NBA game, Peyton Watson, and he's like this star rookie, yeah, you know, he's playing. He's got to play. You got to get him. Edwards, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Like you're, you're you got to work him into the road. You got to give yeah. him his touches and mm-hmm. and, and help mm-hmm. his confidence and all that. <laughs> College, we don't play that shit. I'm like, dude, you dribbled off your foot. Sit on the bench. And, and, and we're playing Figure championship basketball at the yes. start of the year. At the start of the year. Every yes. game matters. Every I game love it. matters. Best, best sport in the world. Uh, let's move on to the other game of the week. The, mm. the, the game going into the weekend that everyone had circled as well as the UCLA Villanova game, which is Gonzaga, Texas, which was over. I would say from you, the start. You know how when we, we watched we watched the national title game together last year yes. at a bar in Indianapolis. We were in Indy and didn't even go to the game. <laughs> but uh it was COVID related. It was COVID related. Because we we were we were on the scene and, yeah. and I don't I, the, we, right, right, we, we were on the scene and like we had so many bros coming up to us and like coughing in our faces. Yeah. And at the time we, we were, were a little like, overwhelmed. We were like, we, we gotta just, like, we're just gonna isolate. Yeah, do we <laughs> Should we go to this game? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, different. We times. put ourselves in a protocol. <laughs> weird, weird, weird times. I don't know, folks, if you heard, but uh, weird times we're yeah, living we're in the past few yeah. years. Um, but we were watching that game together, and at the under-16 timeout in the first half, four minutes into the game, I turned to you and I said, this one's over. Baylor's won. Yes. It's over. It's done. Yes. It's, it, Baylor has, is going to win the national championship. I, felt, I called it that Gonzaga <laughs> beat t- Texas – Literally the first possession when Drew Timmy sets a ball screen, the the best player in the country, Tate, mm-hmm. the guy who's the preseason national player of the year, the guy who any any you don't even have to be a basketball coach. You could Jim could figure this out over sitting over here. Yeah, St. That, John's guy, he could figure it out. If going if he's going to play Gonzaga, uh, if you had to key on one person, it's probably Drew Timmy. <laughs> yes, and out of I the would gate, think so this man sets one ball screen. <laughs> 
does a simply rolls to the basket. <laughs> he rolls to the basket. Like, there's, there's not a was just, it was like the most basic, like, you know, like it's third grade, so big roll to it's the basket. third grade basketball camp pick and roll drill. Yes. He rolls to the basket, is wide open, and lays it in, and it's two to nothing Gonzaga. And I was like, this one's over. Yeah. This one's over. Yeah. It's over. Because te- like I don't know, I don't know if Texas was sandbagging. We have to talk through this. Like, I want to talk about Gonzaga. I want to talk about Timmy. <laughs> I have thoughts. But my mind immediately goes to after watching what transpired, Texas comes back, makes it doesn't make it a game, just makes the score look yeah. more respectable. Yeah, exactly. Um it was a resume boost for this is a 20 point game. game at halftime. Uh, and and all I could think coming out of this game is Texas is I, I was wrong about Texas and thinking that they were overrated, um, and that I was wrong in this sense they are worse than I realized they are yeah. they are they are fraudulent they are not overrated they might be fraudulent talk yeah. me off the ledge or do you agree with me I I think I'm right there with you I I mean <laughs> you and I had talked before when they were ranked number five and then I think it was a Sports Illustrated that had them ranked as number, the number two. two number two team in the so, country they Chris Beard won the offseason. he won the PR hype you know he, all that stuff kind of fell into line for what Texas wanted to, you know, make us all believe. But like you said, as soon as this game started, Gonzaga is the best team in the country, right? Yes. Like not even, I, yeah. it's, it's not even I question. want it to be UCLA. It's not. It's not. Like, not. UCLA is fun. We yeah. get, we'll see what they look like when they actually play, and that's coming up soon. We're excited about that. But Gonzaga is on a, on a by the tier way, by themselves. UCLA fans, uh, we said literally all of these things last year about Gonzaga versus Baylor. Yes. So take solace in No, that. I mean, yeah. it's good to be number yeah, two. It's, it's good to be number two. Okay, yeah. go on. Bono. Go on. Go on. Uh, <laughs> quick break to get a word from our sponsors do you own or rent your home sure you do and i bet it can be hard work too you know what's easy bundling policies with geico geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy it's a good thing too because you already have so much to do around your home go to geico.com get a quote and see how much you could save it's geico easy visit geico.com today that's geico.com back to titus and tate Today's episode of Titus and Tate is brought to you by T-Mobile at T-Mobile for Business. Unconventional thinking means they see things differently so you can focus on what matters most. That's why they become the leader in 5G, number one in customer satisfaction, and a partner who includes 5G in every plan. So you get it all. Unconventional thinking from T-Mobile for Business. Open Signal Awards T-Mobile is America's fastest 5G network. 5G user experience report July 2021. Capable device required. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require a certain plan or feature. See T-Mobile.com. For J.D. Power 2020 award information, visit JDPower.com slash awards. Dell's Black Friday event has arrived, and it's the perfect time to step up your creativity. With early access savings up to $300 off PCs, it's Dell's biggest sale of the year. Get more into what you're into with the latest XPS and Alienware systems featuring Intel Core processors. Save on top monitors, docks, and accessories, all with free shipping, plus great financing from Dell Preferred Account. Call 800-BUY-DELL for Black Friday deals. That's 800-BUY-DELL. We're also brought to you by Discover who wants to give you a message about customer service and common sense. When you have credit card questions, it's nice to have them answered by a real person. You know, someone who can actually understand your issues and work to resolve them. In other words, what you don't need is a robot. And that's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. No wonder we call it a live customer service. Discover, exceptionally common sense. And as as this game, like like you said, as this game is playing out, you just see that it's not like... Gonzaga's on tier one and Texas is on tier two. It's like Gonzaga's on tier one, and I'm not sure that Texas is tier three. You know if, what I mean? They, they look like they were stratospheres apart as far as talent, cohesion, yes. uh, basketball ability. Uh, and Chris Beard's calling card is getting players to play a 
with heart and to play winning yes. basketball. Yes. And now you have a bunch of guys who play losing basketball, who play selfish basketball, trying to play for a coach who is known for getting guys to buy in and play team basketball. I'm not saying that at some point they won't buy in and that and when mm-hmm. that day happens, if it does. Texas is going to be I'll, be... I'll be dead by then. I'll tell you that much. That's not happening anytime soon. <laughs> I, but, but that, you know what I mean? That, that's yeah. why it never made sense to me how like the team on paper, yes, there's talent, but it didn't translate to who Chris Beard has always been. And then now you're at this big program at Texas. It just seemed like a lot of moving parts and a lot of early coronation from it, everyone it, it's involved. It's so weird because this team is so much... This is the most talented Texas team and... And I, I, I don't know. Texas had a lot of really. Talented I know. I mean, teams, it's hard but, to even say. But uh, this is a very talented Texas team on paper. Yes, mm-hmm. I understand on paper being excited about all the talent they have. But last year's team was so much more fun to cheer for at this point in the season, and so much like like. You, and it you, felt you, like a team. You said it. The the heart <laughs> part of it all, like that. Like yeah. I I just I was like gobsmacked at how much they were just rolling over, and 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 yeah, they kind of. I mean, I guess you could make an argument they. They didn't because they clawed back into making it. But Gonzaga slightly. was they were they, they were let their game was over. Yeah, yeah, it was over. It was too much. Mm-hmm. Like the first half, like taking punch after punch in the mouth, letting Drew Timmy do whatever he wants. He had thirty seven points in thirty. Whatever minutes. he wants. I mean, he's Christian Leitner, two point He is a he's listen. Unstoppable. Listen, he's a, he's going to do this to a lot of teams. He's yes. very very good. But if you're going to be Texas and you're coming into the season and and some people are saying you're number two, some people like whatever it is, you're what were they? They were number five preseason. They, they, yeah. yeah, they were number five in this game. Uh, wh- now number eight. If you're going to have that much hype coming into this season, you have to show up in some capacity. You have to like yeah. you, you have to like when Drew Timmy scores 13 of the first 17 points in the game or whatever it was, some part of you had like the switch has to flip on. That's like this can't happen. Like, we're just not going to let this happen. Yeah. And I don't know what I mean by that. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not condoning like punching him in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. like, that's where your mind has to go. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. am I going to punch this man in the face? Or, I might have to, I don't yeah, know. Something to get to, to rattle this team and yes. get them out yes. of a rhythm. And they had, or at least try something different. Like, yeah. do, like they started doubling him, like with four minutes left in the first half. It felt like, I know. Like after he had like 21, they're like, all right, maybe we should start doubling him. Like, yeah, no shit. Maybe you should start doubling him. Maybe you should start singling him. Like, are you going to guard him at all? Yeah. As you watch this game, I mean, it was a very uninspiring performance from Texas, and it didn't seem like a quick, easy fix. Yeah. That's the thing with me. I mean, I'm watching this team. I'm trying to find out who the Timmy Allen is. He the guy like Timmy Allen. I'll give him a little credit. Like he 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 showed up a little bit. Showed up. Yeah, he showed up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is he the guy? So we need to know he's the guy. But then you have Ramey. You have Andrew Jones. You have the guys who were the I mean it, it just it's a very piecemealed situation and then Marcus Carr you know he's supposed to be I mean you know Dude, what I mean the Marcus Carr hater in me loved watching that I was rubbing my hands together just like thank god thank it god just, <laughs> they just don't seem like an actual team no I think you hit the nail on the head I think like what it because I I don't think this is a fluke I don't think this is like I don't think yeah. like Texas te- Texas is going to win game talent's going to win out like they're going to be fine as they move forward in the season in that if sense they buy in but but like I don't even know what that looks like. The, but, but what I'm saying is they're gonna they're gonna they'll be ranked all season. Yeah, I assume. Yeah, I don't know. Like I assume they're gonna be ranked all season because they have so much talent. It might be like but, last year, where they're just like, you know, ping ponging back and forth between yeah. like a contender and completely. That's irrelevant. right. Yeah. You Maybe because it, it feels that way. I mean, they, they 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 last year they won in Maui. Yes. We were blown away at how tough they were. I like said they, they were they, final fourteen. They, they were they. It was Matt Coleman, Courtney Ramey, Andrew Kai Jones, Jones, Greg Kai Jones. Yes, they they were they they seemed very Jackson Hayes. I mean, think about that. I mean, think, you talk about that. that that's, yeah, that's the most talented nasty, team. That's nasty team, dude. Ridiculous. That team beat the shit out of this. Team. And they lost to Abilene Christian. Okay, yeah. so yeah. that's what we're dealing with. 
But to that point, like this is a team like very. This is gonna sound very aggressive, but you, you're kind of right. Like it's a team full of losers. <laughs> it's a team full. Of don't losers. clip that. I'm not gonna clip that. <laughs> I don't want that on the internet. Fox, do not clip that. That says <laughs> Team Rangers. That Texas is just a team full of losers. But you're not wrong. I mean, Timmy <laughs> Allen played at Utah. Never once made an NCAA tournament. Marcus Carr played at Minnesota. Played they, at Pitt. They play like losers. Never yeah. once made an NCAA tournament. Got two coaches fired. Trey Mitchell played at UMass. Never once made an NCAA tournament. Yeah. Devin Askew played at Kentucky. Goes nine and six. 16 last year. Yeah. Dude, that is not going to make the NCAA tournament. Uh, and then all the guys that have that have been holdovers from Texas, there's like, what do they say, four guys that are still there from yeah. that have been there from Texas? Ramey and Jones are probably the most familiar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Texas has not won an NCAA tournament game since 2000. No, and those guys are kind of cursed. I mean, yeah. if you think about the the history of it, I mean, it's not been fun. So they've been to the, but they lost to Abilene Christian. Yeah. Like, what, what, who on that team, other than Chris Beard in 2019, who led a completely different <laughs> roster of guys <laughs> to, a, to a national title game, mm -hmm. who on that, who sitting on that bench can you point to and be like, that guy is definitely a winner? That guy, that guy knows what it takes to win yeah. at this level. I don't know. I, I don't know who the I, answer is. I, well, I have the answer. There is no <laughs> There's one. There's no one. Unless, unless things dramatically change. And Chris Beard is a good enough coach where I could see him getting these guys to eventually change, you know, course. But it's not happening right now. They're definitely not a top five team. And I just don't know how we got to the point where they were recognized. My, so. my apologies. Avery Benson was a freshman on Texas Tech in 2019. Uh, okay. He is now... Play, what, how many, so he how went to the minutes? title game. He is now averaging four and a half minutes a game for Texas nice. two games into the season. So okay. that that's your guy. So play that's him your more. Guy. So play that, him more. That's the He's fix. the one winner. Put him in. Put him in, coach. He averaged <laughs> three and a half minutes uh, on the 2019 Texas Tech team that, that lost in the yeah. title game. So there's your winner. Play him more. Um, I don't know. But that, that, that was like – apologies to Gonzaga fans who want to be very excited about their, their big win. But I came away from the Texas Gonzaga game just like blown Disgusted away. Disgusted by how, Texas. Yeah, I was, That's how I was. It was yeah. an abomination. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, and it, and it, losers. It, well, <laughs> yes. Well, you know what? The worst part about it was that if you're Gonzaga, you only have so many games to get geared up for what you're going to see in March, right? Yeah. So this was almost a wasted game for them to really get a real test. I mean, the, they, they, got a, the bell. they have a lot of coming up though like they have yeah. other opportunities but you're right you only have so many opportunities you only have six yeah, or seven yeah. of these at yeah. most four or five six seven somewhere in that range so if you it was have a first a, punch knockout it wasn't yeah. even a first round knockout it was a first punch well it's kind of like you know after that you're like i still want to play you yeah know? you know it's like it's like when you go to a game and there's not enough guys on the other team you're like i still just want to you know do you think they played pickup after the the game like like they felt have. like that big of a blowout where like timmy was probably in the locker room like you guys want to go like yeah hunter south is like i don't even get any yeah, shots yeah, up tonight like, can, can i go play can I, can, yeah. I, can I work up a sweat please for god's sake were you worried about chad holmgren by the way two points in this game. yeah i was i, I wanted to talk about that yeah. is chad being MIA good or bad because it's because I, I, I think can it's talk exactly what I suspected yeah. the season was going to be which is there's an alpha dog mm -hmm. Timmy mm -hmm. and then I think you know if you're Chet you know you're not the beta you're not the number two you just got to be like the omega you got to be like you know <laughs> looming you have to be always looming you have to be omnipresent yeah. where people are like watch out Chet's going to be right there to block you I don't want to drive because 34 is going to get a handle you know what I mean yeah he has to be active and involved but this is Drew Timmy's team how many how many blocks does Chet average I mean it feels like nine this man, yeah nine a game <laughs> I don't game, I don't know but I, it feels like it, that. it is Timmy's team I I I had I had thought that there might be a situation like Timmy was going to lead the the team yeah. in scoring obviously coming into the season but 
I don't know. I thought it could be like a Shane Battier, Jay Williams situation exactly. where it's like two yes. like National Player of the Year caliber They're guys like that are competing against like, each other to yes. see who's going to win ACC Player of the Year, it, and National it, Player of the Year. That's not going to happen. Yeah, it is. It is a hundred percent true. Timmy's team, Chet Holmgren is is just, but they don't like they don't need him, and I think that's what's yeah. that's got to be freeing if you're Chet Holmgren to be like, my God, I'm the the number one recruit in the country. I'm not even the best player on my own team. I, I also it's amazing. Think, I think it's sneaky good for Chet. You know, NBA because. Let's be honest. the The number one and number two picks are already determined, right? Yeah. America's always Paolo Bencaro or Chet Holmgren are one and two. Yeah. And I think Paolo's doubt now going to be the one. So if you're Chet, you're kind of, you know, you're like KD. Now mm-hmm. I get to be the two. He does probably think of himself as Durant, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let Paolo be Greg, and I'll be Durant. exactly. There you go. Yeah, not bad. I think Texas. Uh, I, I I legitimately am worried about Texas. Not only. I, I think the biggest mistake that happened is I, I went to Austin and went to a football game at the University of Texas. And then I watched... Te- I watched the biggest mistake. <laughs> I've ever made in my life. And then I watched uh, I watched Kansas football beat Texas mm. on the same night that, that Gonzaga runs Texas basketball off the floor. Yeah, it was a tough night and, to be a Texas fan. And, 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 and like I don't want to overreact to one game, but I think Texas basketball may, might be done forever. I think Texas basketball, I think I think Chris Beard, if if he was smart, if I'm Chris Beard, I think I'm like getting a new I'm doing what I did to UNLV. I'm doing that to Texas. I'm leaving right now. I'm two games in. I'm, I'm, I'm getting ahead of it. I'm getting out, and I'm going to tell you why. Because going to Austin, watching Texas choke their second game away in a row, like at that time, they lo- I, we went the, the week after they lost to Oklahoma in yeah, football yeah. when they were up big and they Texas up and was they were back. And, yeah, they were celebrating. Yeah. They choked that away. Yeah. Next week, I'm in town in Austin watching them play Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's very good football team. Still has like a backdoor shot at getting into the playoff, by the way, mm-hmm. Oklahoma State. Um, they're beating Oklahoma State. They're they're better football team than Oklahoma State. Same exact thing happens. They choke. They cannot score in the fourth quarter. They choke it away. Any other st- spot that I've ever been at in a college football situation, the, the fans are like, just distraught to to such extremes that they're just breaking shit and just like you know yeah it, it's it's like the the entire week is ruined mm-hmm. and these people were like you wouldn't even know if you would have shown up at the game and not known what the score was and watched people filing out of the the stadium i don't think you would have known whether they won or lost and it dawned on me tate the university of texas is too cool it is not an athlete like the texas sports are no longer a it's no longer an athletic program it's a lifestyle brand yeah and matthew mcconaughey is to blame this goes all the way to the top matthew mcconaughey is the reason that texas will never be back in anything and that's my that's my <laughs> oh my that's that, that, oh losers my. losers well, here's something they're else. all losers <laughs> yeah here's something else you don't <laughs> want to clip out you attacking matthew, the minister of conduct at the ut austin dude athletic department yeah but i'm telling you that's that's like that's the vibe I get is like no, they, they, they care they more too, about vibes. They too, care more they're about too cool for school, and they also yes. it's not it's not live or die. It's not it's you not know we talked about the Arkansas football fan. If you go talk to the Arkansas football fan, they expect to win every Saturday, and if they lose on Saturday, it ruins their week. It ruins their week, and that's yeah. how Texas is built. That's what the the Southwestern Conference of Texas football was built on. The Mac Brown era mm-hmm. of Texas football was founded on. That no longer exists, dude. Where did my I don't think go? I don't think it's ever existed with Texas basketball. That's my worry moving forward. I think Chris Beard is going to continue to bring in. Kevin just like, Durant lost to Nick Young in the NCAA tournament. Nobody I mean, cared. And nobody, yeah, exactly. <laughs> nobody so, remembers. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that. How much hope can you really have when that happens? When Nick Young and USC beat you in the second round, how much can you really say we're destined for success in basketball? And we listed the team from last year. Last year's team on paper should have gone to the Final Four. Yeah. No doubt about it. If last year's team wore Kansas jerseys, they're in the final four. Final four. Yeah, Maybe that's title. Four. That's if they were game. Carolina, if that was a Carolina team last year, yeah. they win the title. 
They probably do. You're probably 100%. right. You're if Matt Coleman right. is a North Carolina <laughs> yeah. point guard, they win the title. hundred percent. <laughs> and that's not to say like it's it's Shaka's fault or whatever, but they like they have all the pieces, like the DNA of a title team. They had it last year. Yeah, they and don't have everything. They don't have. They don't have it this year. If, no. the, if the Texas, if Texas would have been wearing uh, uh, Portland State jerseys, yeah, on Saturday night. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have batted an eye no. at what Gonzaga was doing. To no, him. yeah. If they were wearing Marquette jerseys, I would say Marquette looks horrible. <laughs> you know what I mean? And guess what? Now I'm saying the opposite. Marquette looks great. Shock is smart. He's the winner. Did he win the breakup? I think he did. <laughs> I don't want to do it too soon though, because I feel like Tom Brady. You know, we all coordinated Tom yeah. Brady. Now Bill Belichick's coming back. So I mean, Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. So I think. I, I think it's fair to say that he, he actually. But did he lost to Washington this week. So <laughs> America's turned on him again. How <laughs> quickly it turns. <laughs> Uh, I, do you want to talk briefly about Gonzaga beyond Shed? Like we, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we kind of touched on it. My my question to you is this: uh, Where do you 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 were ahead of it in calling Drew Timmy the next Christian Leitner? Mm-hmm. Um, where do you you know in saying it that way? That feels pretty loaded. You're a Carolina guy. Yeah, it feels I, like I, I'm not saying that in. Uh, I'm not saying that like he's gonna stomp on a Kentucky player's chest. You know what I mean? That, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying Christian Leitner. Was dominant. Like as much as I hate Duke and everything, Christian Leitner dominated games. Tyler Hansbro dominated games. Uh-huh. Like that is the the level of uh, Drew Timmy that we're going to see this season. Where he already did it, thirty seven points in thirty eight minutes. We're gonna have more of those performances, and he's gonna be National Player of the Year unless people don't like him and there's some sort of other hot shot that we all want to. So buy my question, like Paolo. Paolo, yeah. yes. So exactly. my question is, um, who was already getting the uh, the Trey Young treatment tonight? I saw during the Louisville Navy game. How can you show. talk about Duke during every game? Like every game that ESPN has on, they somehow throw in a widget and then they show like a uh, like icon of Duke, Coach K, Paolo Bencaro, how many points he's averaging in their next five games. Like we're any better, dude. We, we come down, we sit down here to talk about I'm, Illinois and Marquette. We're going to spend more time talking about Duke. I'm telling you, I don't know how it works. Um, is is Drew Timmy, where, where does where do you feel like he, he falls on the uh, hate, he can, he hateability can, meter the the hateability chart oh. right now because you say he's, he's christian Leitner. you say the way he does not win national player of the year is that people hate him too much um he, he's already hated by the way so. he's already yeah, hated exactly but uh i, I will say, I, i'm gonna i'm gonna defend your timmy first i'm gonna say that he does celebrate literally every single point he scores everything every single no, I mean he he. You know, you know, back in the day, my mom my mom told me when I was growing up that uh, when she played and, and she'd commit a foul, you had to raise your hand yeah to the scores to keeper let to let yeah, him know. Was, yeah, and and if you didn't, you get like a technical foul. Yes. And she was telling me about that, and I was like, "What?" Like I'm looking at her like she's explaining Squid Game to me. She's like, "We used to have to." I was like, "What would happen what? to you if you didn't raise your hand?" And yeah. she's like, "Technical." Like, oh my god! What <laughs> next time ejection? Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> So she's that that is Drew Timmy when he scores baskets. Like he's like it doesn't. We don't actually get to put the points on the board unless I'm like, yeah, no, he's stashing point and flex. I mean, so you can understand. I will acknowledge that, but I will say (laughs) he he doesn't. Maybe I'm wrong on this. This is my perspective. He does he doesn't seem to. Um, do anything other than like it's an inward type situation where like he, yeah. he doesn't he doesn't trip players. No, no, no. He doesn't That's, stomp on people's chest. Yeah. He doesn't seem to like start shit with the other teams. Mm. He just celebrates his own victories. Agreed. And I think like it, it rubs you the wrong way at first, but I think you slowly, at least I have, I've I've slowly talked myself into celebrating your own victories is a good thing. Yeah, I, I, I do agree with you. He <laughs> hasn't he has not crossed the line where he's really 
done something like the Grayson Allen tripping or, you know, like we Leitner did every anything that you can think of. Leitner was doing it. You know, he's not Chris Paul. Dylan Brooks tripping, in the nuts, for example, know? of for non Duke people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he hasn't really done anything. I mean, he's had a few moments where he's like, yeah. Almost crossed that line, he's you know. Ran what I mean? up to the line and but, said, "I'm not touching you. I'm not." But touching he's you. doing all the things that that put him in that category, and I think that he likes it. I think that he wants yeah. to be there, and that's why I give him what he wants. I give him the hate that he wants to receive because I think it fuels him at some level. Because I think it is in his head. You are a North Carolina student. Yes. Okay. Um. You are the Gonzaga is coming to the Dean Dome to play Carolina. Oof, Drew Timmy and company are coming to Seventh the Dean Wood, Dome. Sixteen points. Um. How much, how, like, how bloodshot are your eyes getting as you're yelling Ooh. swear words at Drew Timmy? Or, or, yeah. or are you turning to your friends and just being like, dude's pretty good, man. Like, I don't know what we can yeah, say. Yeah, no, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, I think Timmy, like, for example, Grievous Vasquez, right? Like, Grievous Vasquez came to the Dean Dome. And he is talking to you like he 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 like, he like blue shirt. Watch this, you know. You're like in the crowd. You're like what? You know what I mean? Like that's that's how he was. So you hate. I was I was like I, fucking, I hate this guy. You know what I mean? Like he's not that kind I'm of blue shirt. He, he's he talking to me. Short, man. I'm the blue shirt. Everyone has blue shirts. On. Uh, look, that would be like the the that's the most like oh man, I hate you so much, and yeah. you're really in my face about it, Drew Timmy. You just you hate him from a distance, but you respect the like Christian Leitner. I hate him, but I respect. But damn, God do I damn, respect <laughs> Ron Burgundy? Yeah, I respect. respect you. Yeah, that is literally it. That's it. <laughs> uh, moving what on. What is it? West Mantooth. Yeah, yeah. Dorothy Mantooth is a saint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Wes. Uh, yeah. Jim's not listening. Yeah, Jim's checked out. Jim's <laughs> falling asleep over there. <laughs> what's the uh, what's the? Let me triple check that you said. Oh, one hundred to seventy nine. The hunger nice. on him. Let's get a box score update on uh, UCLA. Mm. What happened here? Hawkes was 17. Juicing, 11 for 21, 25 points. Nice. He was 9 for 24 for 25 points against... Uh, does Johnny Juzing have a chance at National Player of the yeah, Year? Yeah, I was going to say, my, my top three National Player of the Years right now are... Obviously, Timmy is number one. I think he's got to be the guy. I think number two is Akbaji with Kansas, and I think number three is Johnny Juzing. I like this. you got to give your uh, National Player of the Year updates. There you go. The, That's my top three right now. So my power Timmy's rankings. one. Timmy is one. Agbaji's from Kansas, number two. two. And then Johnny Juzic. Johnny Juzic. Uh, you want to talk about the uh, the the Jay Williams, Shane Battier, like competing <laughs> for... <laughs> no, when you start, When you started and you were like, you want to talk about Jay Williams, I was like, well, I have lots Absolutely of thoughts about Jay not. Williams. I don't think we need to get into that. I had this thought the other day. <laughs> uh, I, I was reminded of this the other day. Remember when Jay went on Bill's show and said uh, that high school basketball is eclipsed college basketball? Yes. I was there. I... <laughs> Jay Williams in my face, just, I've never been so triggered. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't get triggered by things. Jay Williams over there just making bold declarations while I'm sitting there having to listen to it. I can't chime in. Bill's like, don't say anything unless you're spoken to. I'm like, I'm like, shut this guy up. Like, turn his mic off. He said, "He said I really believe at this point, high school basketball has eclipsed college basketball." And Bill, so Bill and agrees. Bill's like, "Yeah." yeah. No, they, they, they start talking about it. I, I think I literally threw my hands up in this guy. He's like, "My son's never once watched a college basketball game. It's tight." He's like, "My son's always asked me, where's the Sierra Canyon game?'" <laughs> Damn it! Uh, I forgot. What I was, oh, I was gonna say uh, the the Battier J Will situation. Yes. Could be uh, Hakez Juzang, where Juzang, Juzang is in the running for National Player of the Year, but Hame Hakez is, is Pac-12 Pac Player of the Year. I like that. 
Although, don't sleep on Will Richardson and those Oregon guards, though, by the way. Mm-hmm. Oregon was nasty. They beat the like hell out of SMU. I like Oregon a lot. They're going to win Maui. I, f- I feel good about that. Mm-hmm. They have to win Maui. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Oregon, US, please win Maui. Is, yeah, yeah, I think in the Pac-12 is three teams that we're really locked in. Because USC, we have to give more love to. USC is a force we reckon with. And as we know, they kind of own UCLA. At least we think they do. So, uh, like, those three teams I'm always intrigued with. And when we get to the tournament... It wouldn't shock me at Sweet 16, second weekend, all three of them are yeah. there for the second weekend. But then you sprinkle in like a four, like like Oregon State was last year yes. where they went on their little run. Maybe Arizona. it's Washington State. Maybe Washington it's Arizona. State. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't I know. think Tommy Lloyd's going to make some noise. It's not going to be Stanford. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be Cal. It's I'll tell you. It's not going to be Cal. <laughs> it's not going to be Cal. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of people trying to hate on the Pac 12. And we talked about it in the last episode, but just calm down. Dude, because let it breathe. West Coast, best coast, baby. But what uh, would it, if UCLA lost that game to Villanova, we would have, it would have been pain. It would have been damage control. Yeah, we would have, we would have come in here with damage control, and I think yeah. the refs knew that. I think the the, the college basketball world at large knew that. Yes. And uh, we had Caesar to, Sportsbook knew that. Everyone knew that. We had to give a little foot wedge yes. via the the referees and via the the crowd at Pauly. Pac twelve commissioner was in the building sitting yeah. with Bill Wall. I mean, it was it's, it was all, it's all we we knew what we were doing. Yeah, yeah, we knew good. what we were doing. That took us back to the old days when, <laughs> when John Wooden used to play every NCAA tournament game in Poly Pavilion and then win national titles and be like, am I the best ever? <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, I, looks like it does. <laughs> you are, John. <laughs> uh, shout outs, closeouts. Let's wrap this thing up. And get Ooh, out of here. Man, I just want to shout out to Big Ten basketball, Titus. Uh, the Minnesota <sighs> Gophers. I was with them this weekend. Ben Johnson. That's right. Yeah. Coach. I they thought went, I thought this was I thought this was sarcasm coming no, out No, this is this okay. is real. I was excited because I was like, I can actually talk about a Big Ten team that's not really usually in my purview, but I learned a lot about this group. Ben Johnson is uh, I watched his practice. I thought he had a great practice. I really like Peyton what kind Lewis. Of co- what kind of coach is he? Players he's, coach. he's a player's coach. Okay. Yeah, he's cool. He's, he's cool 40 guy. years old. He was at Xavier for the past three years. Do you think he can do this? Like snap his finger Absolutely. like he's packing dip, but yeah. he doesn't actually have? Yeah. Well, well, you know who was doing that and he was packing dip? Rick Stansberry. <laughs> um, watched his practices. I couldn't hear a word of what he was saying. I don't know how the players understand him. Frank Martin, his practices, he's players don't even look at him because it's like the undertaker is like in practice with you it's terrifying and then mitch henderson i told you this off air he's like quinn snyder without all the off the court things you know what i mean he's just like a straight lace super cool mm-hmm. princeton bro you know so i learned a lot this weekend watching practices the coaches were cool yeah you were not um, what, what were you explain to the people what you were in Asheville for i was exactly. in Asheville for the Asheville championship which i wanted to be the roy williams championship that's what i'm trying to push for but it's roy williams basically this is we saw this last year at the Maui Invitational. You and I were there for the Camping World Invitational in yeah, Nashville. Yeah. Roy Williams went up to Dave Odom, who runs the Maui Invitational, and said, I want your job. Yes. And apparently he had, he's done that he's multiple his, times yeah. over the yes. years. And now he has He did that get, to Matt Doherty once. He did, too, right? Yeah, he's like, oh, your job. <laughs> Matt Doherty's like, what the hell? And Dean Smith's like, yeah, you are a third choice anyway. Get out. Um, Dave Odom does Maui. Uh, the, they wanted to do a championship in Nashville because last year was successful. Roy Williams is from Asheville. Yeah, um, you know he is the hometown hero. This is going to be his tournament. This was his first year, still getting his feet wet, like being a retired coach. You know, he's a little bit. You know, it's it's kind of shocking for him, I yeah. think. But he was there. He was present. He was at practices. Um, and four teams were there. It was a great tournament. Princeton went to double overtime with Minnesota, and Minnesota Peyton Willis. Great game, uh, 29 points in that one. MVP, the Roy Williams MVP of the tournament. It is named the Roy Williams yeah, MVP? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> it was a great Roy. time, and I learned I learned a lot about Minnesota. I was like, I, I like them. In the words of John Rostein, I think they're a top eight team in the Big Ten. Top, they, they have No, no, no. They have a chance. Oh, they have a chance. To crack into. To crack. The top eight. To crack. 
of the Big Ten. <laughs> my, my number one cracks in the Big You're Ten, the top, top eight. Top crack candidates. <laughs> Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, but it was a great time, and uh, it was good for Roy, do, and do you, uh, do it's you, good to see basketball. Do you think Roy will get the itch to coach again? Are you, do you think he'll, like... I think he wants to coach right now. I think he. I think yeah. he wants. I think he wants to be around basketball. I should say maybe not coach, but that's what I. But I mean, like, it. like not coach, but like be more hands on, even with Carolina program. He was at practice. Think, he was like he, he yeah. misses it. Yeah, and I think he. You know, Why he, not? I, I said this to you off air. I I I mean this. This is genius idea by me. I'm gonna pat myself on the back before I even say it. It's such a good idea. Uh why did why would Roy Williams not coach the JV team at North Carolina? That would be. That's great. how he started, right? Yeah. That's that's like a, that, back, full it circle. Just brings it full circle. Yeah. And that would be the sickest thing ever to have Roy Williams coaching the the, the only J. Who do they play by the way? Do they play Donda Academy in them? I think so. They play overtime. <laughs> they play overtime. Yeah. Who does the North Carolina JV team play? I mean, there aren't that many JV teams left. They play like high school. They play like Oak Hill. They play like Montverde. That's what, yeah, seriously, that's who they play. Have, have Roy coach them. And then he starts like competing against Hubert for Carolina. Players. <laughs> yeah, they're like fighting over. <laughs> There's like five stars signing to our JV team. <laughs> No, I mean, he misses it, but he, but he also, you can tell he loves it. So, and it would be great. Cam Newton comes full circle. He's back quarterback and, you know, for the Panthers, Roy goes full circle to, you know, just a great Carolina mo. Everyone, everything is full circle. That'd be fun. Coach K. Coach K. uh, Coach K is never going to leave. Never leaves. That's full circle. He's never going to leave. I've talked myself into that being in North Carolina. I had a lot of Duke people I saw this weekend. Yeah. They're all like, K, K, K's got to win this year. And if he doesn't, he's coming back. I'm like, that's how I feel. (laughs) Yeah. He's coming back if he doesn't. He's that, if, if if Duke loses to Abilene Christian like Texas did last he's year, he's coming, coming back, back. Yeah. no doubt. Yeah, he's not he's not going out like that. Never. He's not going out. never. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love that we all know it. We're getting ahead of it. <laughs> I'm so excited for the day that Kay announces like I'm not actually leaving. Oh, they're gonna I'm put gonna out a video back. encore. <laughs> it's gonna be like Eminem farewell part or, no, two. No, Lincoln Park, whatever that's song. But can I get an encore? And it's gonna be Coach K rapping it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh i want to shout out the florida gators yeah which is not something i like doing a lot of yeah i don't like i don't like doing a lot of this but i gotta you know i gotta tip my cap where i gotta you know when 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 the time is right and yeah. i don't know they, they they deserve a little love the florida gators blew out florida state blew them out first win for florida over florida state since 2013 um and and you know what i'm gonna take back the florida gators shout out i'm gonna shout out mike white because mm. This is a man who has entered the the turgeon zone, the turgatory that we the the, the, the he has entered the Bruce Weber, um, the yeah. the the Mark Turgeon, Mike White. Who else are we throwing in there? Just the uh, Brad, I feel like Brad Brownell's in Brad there. Brownell's in there. Yeah, like where, do we want them? Yeah, but they are good that we're relevant with them. But how much is it worth staying relevant? Yeah, right. Steve right. Alford was in that zone for a while. Yes, yeah. you're, Steve Alford is a good one too. Yeah. Um, he he is in that zone where it's it's if 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 you ever need like someone to make a joke about, it's like just make a joke about Mike White because no Florida fans really gonna rush his defense. Like <laughs> no. no, you know, like no, it's 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 like yeah. an easy target of it. And a, Kevin like, White's gone. So. Um. And 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 also Mike White is the uh, the quarterback of the Jets, right? Yeah, the new, this is yeah. this is tripping mm-hmm. me out because I keep seeing Mike, too many Mike White. I keep seeing Mike White, and I'm clicking on. I'm like, what did the Florida coach do now? <laughs> so I just felt like Mike White has the pendulum swung too far, where there's too much hatred. Where like this mm. this dude who who starts one game for the Jets and plays well has now overshadowed the Florida basketball <laughs> coach who made an elite. He's the eight. most famous Mike. He's White. Now, he's not even the most famous Mike White anymore. The Florida basketball coach. So big win for him. He's back. Uh, Florida, I think, is gonna be pretty good. Actually, yeah, they're twenty four th- th- in the country now. I think I, I think I like this Florida team. Colin Castleton, Castleton is, yeah. is uh, 
he's an interesting player. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. Like he's not. He's, he's an anchor of a team. He knows he's he's like very obviously flawed, but he's so good at what he does well. Fifteen and sixteen in this game and six blocks. Yeah, he's he's like we he's, need he's, like a we need like the the national block race. You know what I mean? We need to like keep need, up with it because Chet's gonna be in there. Yeah. Hunter Dickinson's gonna be in there. Kofi will be in there. Castleton will be in there. It'll be fun. I'm looking forward to the Ken Palm article in three weeks. That's like blocks are at an all time high, and here's why. Yes. Because deflections are being counted as blocks. (laughs) It's like, it's it's actually wrong. Because as it turns out, Gonzaga's statisticians, every time Chet Holmgren closes out, they just tally it as a block. And Mm. uh, (laughs) there you go. That's it. Uh, anyway, shout out Florida. I, li- I like this Florida team. They, they play great like defense. That. They uh, they got after it. They they pulled away late. It wasn't like a blowout situation. They they it was a tight game, and then Florida just stepped on Florida State's neck, and mm. that was that. Not literally, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe that'll that'll kind of scares me about the ACC again. You know, know. this is a uh, Florida State was a team that dude, I was really buying in on. And another uh, shout out, Furman beats <laughs> Louisville. You want to talk about worried about the ACC? ACC has lost four by game state. Yeah. Four. Mm-hmm. Four different programs have lost to teams. And then Louisville paid. blows out Navy, mm-hmm. who blew Navy out, will be out Virginia. Virginia. It's The transitive property is not going mm. well for the ACC right now. But there is one team I want to shout out because I'm really impressed. Mr. November, he's back at it again. Mike Young and your Virginia Tech Hokies, led by Storm Murphy of your, you know, Wofford Terriers yeah. back in the day. He is now leading this team 17 points tonight, last time I checked. But they're 3-0. and And Mr. November... Not messing around. So Virginia Tech, they're our one dark horse team. I'm holding on hope to the Hokies. Do the hokey pokey. Uh, give me, lock in. Give me very quickly, just off the cuff, your uh, ACC tier rankings. Ooh. Man, it's really tough because don't I, think about it too much. Just uh, go. Yeah, just give us I the raw. The raw top three. I think there are three teams at the top. <laughs> it's North Carolina. Yep. Duke and Virginia Tech. Those. That's tier one. That's tier one. Okay. <laughs> that's tier one. And then I don't know. And the tier two is the rest. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm basically treating it as the Pac-12 this year. I have the three teams that I am locked in on. Uh, throw the rest away. I want to shout out. Let me see here. I, I wrote down Dartmouth beat Georgetown. That's big. Um, remember when uh, Patrick Ewing won the uh, the Big East tournament, and then we all pretended like he was an awesome coach because of it. And I mean, it was awesome the moment that tripped me out. Yeah, it was an awesome moment. But it felt that was, like that with Big John, and it just yeah, felt like that's it, true. It felt very much like the Lakers winning for you know what I mean for Kobe. Kobe that's yeah, a great it was point. Like, it was like this emotional, but, but it kind of that should have looking back on it, that should have been our first sign that the NCAA tournament was going to be a Mickey Mouse tournament <laughs> when Georgetown won the Big East. We should have been yeah. like, all right, something's off here, something's not right. Yeah. And then Colorado stomped them. Remember, it was a five twelve game, and everyone's like, "I like Georgetown as the 12. Oh, I'm like, pretty sure I picked Georgetown. I did it. I was like, "Dude, Georgetown sucks." I just won four games. I love you, Coach Ewing. I love Coach Ewing. I, do, I and I love Coach Ewing. <laughs> Tate Frazier voice, and I love Coach Ewing. You know that Tate. You, everyone. Knows I love that. this man. But what? I'm so worried. To, I'm still worried they're going to clip um, out us calling Texas players losers. I know. Jim would do that to him. Yeah, no, Jim's already cut Jim's it. Already. Right, tweeted it from our account. He's put, he's put like devil horns. <laughs> Tag, like, tagged he's put, Texas men's basketball. He's photoshopped like devil horns onto Chris Beard. Like, yeah, made, yeah. <laughs> like he did with Sister Jean. <laughs> Um, what uh, other? I, I had a handful of other ones. I'll I'll rip through. Oh, UMass beat the hell out of Penn State. Yeah, that that's caught my a good attention. One. Um, that that was uh that was a good one for for UMass. Uh, who do you think Brad Stevens cheered for in that game? Definitely got, UMass. He's a UMass guy. You got he's a masshole, but then Michael Shrewsbury, head coach of Penn State, was his former assistant. So it's mm. like I wonder. 
How much of an asshole was he, or is he loyal to his former assistant? I I can see Brad Stevens coaching at UMass. (laughs) (laughs) Hometown team. Uh, is that it? oh Oklahoma State lost to Oakland? I, I meant I want to I shout out Oklahoma that. State. Yeah, oh. yeah, Oklahoma State. The, the dream so maybe this is the is, year that you don't want to go to the tournament. Yeah, don't yeah. go undefeated. Yeah. Is it like try not going undefeated? Also, yeah. just lose. Uh, yeah, lose all the games. My idea was wrong. I said you should try to go undefeated. <laughs> Do the opposite. Lose all the games. Mm. Give up on the season, and uh, that sends. What message? I don't know, but I it, it's a message for sure. It's a message. It's a good message. Um. Oh, I got a Kim Pom subscription. I wanted to shout out Kim Pom. I meant to say that. That's some big news in my life. I I meant to tell. I should I should have led the show Megan with that. Schuster, who um we use Megan Schuster's login at, on Kim Pom for yeah. years. Yeah. And sh- we love you, Megan. Thank yeah. you for making that. But now you're official. Now you have your. I don't have my own. I. I yeah. So I I I use the free free version. So Sorry, I Kim Pom. I I uh. I put myself in a weird situation with it all because um, I loved mocking people who use Ken Palm religiously so yes. much that I didn't want to get Ken Palm. I didn't want to be one of them, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing funnier to me than, like, you know, like, if, like Illinois loses a game tonight, but, like, Illinois jumps up on Ken Palm, and then you have, like, people, like, Illinois fans would, would then say, like, that was actually good for us because, yeah. like, we went up on, like, th- there, there are a handful of people that, like, Ken Palm is the end-all be-all, you know? And I found that preposterous. So I, you know, wanted to to zig when everyone else is zagging and decided I'm never getting Kim Palm. I think it's just funny to just mock the whole situation. And then uh I I started going to Kim Palm a lot to make jokes about where people are ranked on Kim Palm. And it's super helpful. I mean, you, you know what I mean? Like like I would that. go, I would be like, I wonder what Kim Palm says. Like, I'm gonna No, you're Mark Wahlberg and the other guys. You know, you're like yes. trying to make fun of the kids doing ballet, and then you're actually you yes. turn into a really I, good ballet. I worked dancer. myself into a shoot yeah. with Kim Palm. Mm-hmm. And then I was clicking on something today and it was like, sorry, not subscribed. Sorry, not subscribed. And I was like, how much is it? I was like, how much is it? And yeah, it was, no. <laughs> it was twenty dollars for a year. Oh, for a year. And I was okay. like, at this point. I have to do it. You so do that it. is, uh, I've, I've officially joined the dark side. And, I'm and I just went guy, on the so. free website. So here, here are your top five Kimpom teams. Gonzaga one, Michigan two, Kansas three, Purdue four, Illinois five. Still, still number five. Still number five. So good loss for Illinois. Yeah. All good. <laughs> Brad Underwood knew what he was doing. He's like, won't be affected. Our efficiency won't be, you know, adjusted uh, with Kimpom. We'll stay at number five. I got to say, dude, I wish I would have, I would have got it earlier. These, and Kimpom's pretty good. That's pretty no, it's, good it's great. I'm, I'm going to say, I mean, say it softly so it's not like, yeah. you know, but it's, it's good stuff and everyone should probably. But, you know, there's those like people in basketball. You probably get Kim Pom, yeah, you should probably get a Kimpom thing. But there's some people in college year. basketball or in like basketball that you're just like, those are names you're like, respect, like Dave Tellup, you know? Yeah. When you hear Kim Pomeroy, you know, he's like the analytics guy that yeah. you, you lean into so as much as we joke about it we all right all right it. all right all right all right all right all right congratulations all right all right got that scenario for you uh you you are walking outside to to get into a car and you have ken palm and joe lenardi mm. and uh who else throw someone else in there um numbers guy yeah like jason mcintyre jason mcintyre all right and you toss the keys up in the air. Who's grabbing the keys? Jay Merrick. <laughs> Jay Merrick. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think I no think... Joe Lenardi or Kim Palm in a in a cage match. Oh, it's who are you it's, taking? It's Lenardi. <laughs> He's got the heart. I think Lenardi's the type to like bite his ear off. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if we're talking about real celebrity death match status. 
Lenardi versus well, Lenardi also That's like a show. Lenardi lives in that bunker for yes, like he doesn't see the daylight really. No. Like he he's he he's he. He might have superpowers. We don't <laughs> know knows? what Lenardi has. Who knows All I know is to. that he created bracketology. Yeah. And I like when you can add any ology to something and then it sounds like a thing. What about Jeff Sagarin? You know him? I know like him, you know. Jeff, kind of, he's, yeah, he's from Indiana. He, yeah. he does like, he's like the Kim Palm of, of Indiana high school sports. Mm. But he also like does college. He has like a Sagarin ratings for college basketball, I think. Um, should we zag? Should we should be Sagarin guy? We should zag. We should zag. <laughs> Guys. Everyone else is Ziggerin and we're Zach Zagarin. Yeah, yeah. Um and I remember Dan Dockett calling a game one time. This was like 10 years ago, and he just casually mentions that Jeff Sag Jeff Sagarin has like 13 to 15 cats or something. And it stuck with me forever. And ever since then, my idea of like who's putting these algorithms. <laughs> I'm sure that, together I'm sure was Jeff like, was like, I didn't need like, that. He's like, whoa. He's like, yeah, I'm never bringing my house like, again. Hell, Dan? <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. It's late. I want to go home. Um, oh man. Is there anything else? I think that's it. I mean, I'm I'm excited to be back. College basketball. I mean, what a what a first week. I mean, as far as storylines, you know. How, how I mean? often? Do, who, who's going to say we're excited to be back more? Us talking about college basketball being back, or commentators talking about fans being back in arenas? Which because I Ooh. think that's going to happen. We're going to be looking up in February, and they're going to be like, "It's good to be back here," and State Farm Center, Champaign, Illinois. And oh my God, isn't it great to oh. have the fans back? Oh. Isn't it great? Oh, to be in the barn with the fans. Tate, oh. Tate, year ago this time. <laughs> We yeah. didn't have fans. Yeah. You remember. Now we do. Now you, you remember? How great is it? <laughs> yeah. And they show us the flashback from last year and it's like empty. They're pumping in crowd noise. We're, uh, I mean, we're real. It's real. It's happening. Shout out to the United States men's national team. Beat the hell out of Mexico. Dos Acer, yeah. bitch. Yeah. And, uh, Suck at Mexico. That's it. That's my Our boy shot. Pulisic scored, right? Yeah, dude. He I came, didn't watch he, it. He came, came yeah. off the bench. He had something written on his shirt because he knew he was going to score. Oh, <laughs> Those, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. And he scored and he won. And that was it. God, so, love uh, it. Go USA. We played. We played uh, Jamaica on Tuesday. Ten, oh yeah, yeah. Two, 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 nice. Tuesday. Yeah, like it. If, if we lose, it's on Paramount Plus. So if we lose, no one talk about it or it didn't happen. Yeah. And if we win, we're back. We're in the. World Speaking Cup, of so. Paramount Plus, how did they lose Yellowstone? Did they really? Yeah. You, you watching Yellowstone? We gotta get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk right, about we'll later. See you guys. Dell's Black Friday event has arrived, and it's the perfect time to step up your creativity. With early access savings up to $300 off PCs, it's Dell's biggest sale of the year. Get more into what you're into with the latest XPS and Alienware systems featuring Intel Core processors. Save on top monitors, docks, and accessories, all with free shipping, plus great financing from Dell Preferred Account. Call 800 by dell for Black Friday deals. That's 800 buy dell <laughs>